0: Despite some technical difficulties we are willing to have not appreciate that's just the way it goes, sorry. Like be outside, in beautiful Williamsburg, Virginia. It's so... It's so hard to not abuse animals. Colonies can't fuck themselves themselves This is a shot of all the Thank you for joining me outside once again in beautiful williamsburg virginia i'm starting to like my little my little bench here you know yesterday uh we were at william and mary and william and mary is a it's a small public university it's i think one of the oldest in america because it was founded when there were still kings and queens in charge it's been there since i think the 1700s it's an old ass school and it's, it's odd because, you know, I think about all the lights around the school and that they were all gas powered at some time, very, you know, quite recently, if you think about it, it hasn't been that long that we've been running things with electricity. And so only 4,000 students. And in the first two years, they have to be on campus, they have to live on campus. And I find that bizarre. Like, if you want to be a student at William & Mary, you have to live on campus. And I guess that's cool maybe it builds camaraderie amongst the students i'm not really sure but the student body was really nice they were um mostly cool we did a lot of outreach where we handed out flyers at first we started handing out flyers and stickers because we have these literature goals we have to get x amount of flyers into people's hands x amount of stickers out to people and then i realized oh there's also the virtual reality like we were putting people into the virtual reality um experience but I didn't realize that we had to get 30 in the day. I didn't realize there was that high of a quota. So I stopped giving out pamphlets and I started saying, okay, look, it's time to get to virtual reality. It's time to test your empathy. See if you can, see if you can stomach, are you brave enough to be abducted by aliens? And so there we took people and we, we abducted them into the aliens and people were, um, pretty impressed i think people would say either that's really intense or interesting i never thought it one guy had to sit down on the curb he's like oh this is heavy i could oh my gosh that's so i can't believe animals go through this so it was pretty um pretty awesome there were some people that were really really moved by the experience and i was i was moved by their being moved being touched by it right it was exciting and I had, I had a couple um, psych majors come up and they're like, yeah, this is ridiculous that we're still having to test on animals and a couple of biology majors. It's almost the fact, almost the point where I'd be like, they'd be talking to me and I'd be like, Oh, what's your major? And they go biology, like almost embarrassed to be talking with me about animal testing as a biology major. And I thought that that was really, really interesting. So some of my best interactions actually came with people who were, literally going into the field that we were talking about and so it was really exciting to to meet them that like that you know meet them where they were and understand that the world is the world is full of people who are having to deal with this and what's up G says bush 1G hello people hello some people have tried VR either which adds to the intensity yeah I mean most people hadn't actually tried the vet at first people like do you have to pay for this it's like no it's totally free we've created this thing it's a it's analogy to um it's analogy of animal testing and animal experimentation through the idea of an alien abduction if you're like what is it scary it's like it's not too scary but it's intense because it's virtual reality it's like um being in guardians of the galaxy part three Except you're in virtual reality, so it's it's a bit more um, visceral, I suppose. It's realer. And, yeah, I think, it, I think it's pretty neat. Push one G. Hey, Patrick. Nice to see you. Thank you for being here. <laughs> yeah, we're out here with the birds again. That's true. Can you hear the birds? Yeah, not a cloud in the sky today. So it was quite hot yesterday on campus, which was kind of interesting. That was pretty interesting, you know, kind of fun. And um we had a lot of takers so we ended up having i think 27 people go through the virtual reality experience i was a little frustrated because technology doesn't always work as quickly as you'd like and like things computers crash and that type of stuff but everything else was fantastic i only had like a couple of douchebags like carny douchebags but mostly positive i had one person come in and he comes like i would never go vegan i'm like well we're not really talking about that today we're talking about um, animal laboratory experiments and he goes oh yeah well i'm against that because you know i have a dog and i'm like, okay well yeah lots of lots of animal testing happens on dogs and it's not it's not effective like the scientific community is the one saying that it's not effective it's we're not coming up with those numbers and he said, "Oh, I'm totally against that." And then he started asking me a million questions about going vegan, which I thought was pretty funny because when he rolled up, he's like, "I would never do that." And then, once he totally agreed about animal testing, he started asking me all these questions about um, how not to eat animals because he loves his dog. Because after all, if you love your dog, why are you killing a pig? If you love your if you love your cat, why are you killing a cow? You know, it doesn't make much sense. And he really got it. His name was uh, Sorrow, which I thought was kind of funny, too. Talking to a man named Sorrow. And he was a computer science major. And I, I told him about how there's a, a ton of new technology that computer science majors are really getting us um, past this. You know, like protein folding, AI models, and even those organs on chips where they have cultured human cells, like lung cells in a ch- microchip. And they can pass medication through the chip and get data out of like actual reliable data rather than testing it on, I don't know, a beagle's lungs. They can test it on real human lungs inside of a microchip and get reliable data. It's pretty cool. Did he have long, <laughs> he did not have long blonde hair and eyes of blue. No, he did not. He was a short man, brown hair, short, brown hair and, and glasses. But we also had um, some people, um, we had a guy come in who came up and he's like, he sees, he sees all the anti-animal um, testing, laboratory testing stuff, the experimentation literature, and he comes up and he says, well, what about pets? What about pets? And I, and I said, well, what do you mean, what are you about pets? What are you, what are you asking me? He says, "Well, isn't it the same thing if I if I abduct a pet and use him for my companionship? Isn't that the same thing as using him for a, using him for a animal testing like a laboratory test?" I'm like, wow, that's a pretty deep question. Uh, are you vegan? No, I'm going. Well, on a personal level, I am against having pets. I think we we. The position of PETA is that we adopt and not shop. We adopt so that we don't buy animals. Once you pay for an animal, you really are only exploiting that that animal. Um, And it just just perpetuates that exploitation. And he's like, oh, okay, I get it. I thought that was really interesting because no one has, no stranger has ever rolled up on me and been like, what about pet? okay, fine, I'm against this animal laboratory thing, but what about pets? Like, no one has ever in my life come up to me and asked me that. So I thought that was pretty cool. And there's an animal rights club on campus, and that was really exciting too because when I went vegan, I didn't have an animal. Maybe there was an animal rights uh, group, but I didn't know them. I had no idea about them, and so it was awesome to be on a campus with the president of the animal rights club standing next to me for not the whole time. Cause she had classes and stuff, but we gathered, I think 15 or 20 signatures for, for them for the animal rights club, people interested. And they, and Oh, well, if you want to get involved, there's a club right for you. So I found that really rewarding because that means cause they do screenings and they have um, like sanctuary visits that they do really cool stuff that, I don't know. I get I get jazzed about young people getting involved in an animal rights club on campus. And I really w- I'm jealous because I really wish that there was an animal rights club when I went. And maybe there was one and I just was ignorant I or just too cool for school. Like I wasn't much of a club joiner, you know. Um, but now I really wish I would known about it if there was one or that there was one. Had I if I you know, you know what I mean? I wish I was, I wish when I went vegan in college that there was an animal rights club that I was a part of. I think that would have been pretty cool. Yeah. Mm. Other than that, that's the update from the road. I think that that's about William and Mary. We did make some videos. Um, I took, I took a lot of video of William and Mary and we're going to go there again today We this amazing spot up on this, right by their quad. So there's only 4,000 students there, but I swear to God, we saw 3,000 students yesterday because we're right there in the middle of campus where everyone has to pass through when they're on their way to class or when they're getting lunch or when they're getting picking up their packages. So I I think everyone saw us yesterday. So I'm really excited to see who we can grab today too. You wish they had one in your university as well, Lateral Alice. Yeah, I could see that. I think that's, yeah, I think that was missing for me. And maybe it will help other people and I was I was excited and plus we have this little um, Peter 2 has this thumb drive that we give to the clubs on campuses just for support like there's flyers and videos and things like that so they can do screenings and we talked about there's one called test subjects which is free on voodoo but I think it costs money on on like friggin Amazon or whatever like a1.99 or something. But it was a really mov- – I found it a very moving video. So I was talking about it, and she's going to do one. And then she's like, oh, I want to do a horror show for um, – for a horror movie for, uh, for Halloween. I said, oh, my God, you have to watch Kiddo because, you know, the person who did my theme song, Kitten Pyramid, made Kiddo. And if you haven't seen Kiddo, you totally should. But she hadn't seen it, and I'm like, oh, you have to. It's like 15 minutes long. It's a short film. It's great production quality. And it's a horror movie, but it's definitely a vegan horror movie. And I think you guys have to watch that. So that was cool. Yeah. The more younger generation involved, the better. Exactly. And, you know, having a support group for younger people, because at the end of the day, they're trying to come up with their own ideas based on their senses of justice and personal philosophies. They're developing their personal philosophies. And to have have support is really important, I think. I think no AR clubs when you were there yeah when you were in college I I didn't feel like there was either would have loved to see that back in your yeah I didn't see any of that when I was in college so I'm really happy that it exists now and that I have the luxury to help support it you know it's a great idea yep I think so too hey Ben all right. Well, I wanted to look at, I don't know if you, um, on veg news, something, something grabbed my eye this morning. I thought it was kind of funny that in veg news, can we trust fast food mascots? Can you trust this guy? What do you think? Um, there's Ronald McDonald, uh, who says that, uh, do you think we can trust them? But there's a dark reality behind their fun image and it's hurting us and the planet. I mean i think we all know that these fast food (laughs) mascots are bullshit, right it's kind of funny to me but i love that they did this Uh, ronald wasn't alone in this looks like uh remained a loyal mascot albeit with different hair and makeup only retiring in 2016. i haven't really seen him very much actually with a cup a cup for nose thick eyebrows and mcdonald's tray for hat so there he is peeking out it looks a little scary right (sighs) Yeah. Burger King and Taco Bell didn't open the doors until the 1950s. Long fast food, as long as fast food has been around, mascots have been around. And while they are supposed to be endearing to everyone, not all, a lot of the time they're designed to appeal to children. But that said, research suggests that our love for them can stay with us through adulthood. 2014, one study found that mascots we love can impact our judgment of the same food they endorsed for years afterward. You know, I remember when. They said that, you know, McDonald's is about getting people in young and keeping them into adulthood. And it's kind of scary, right? That's Isn't that the tactic that cigarette companies used? Isn't that the same thing that vape companies? It's all about trying to get you when you're young, lock you in, and never letting you go. Isn't that what Coca-Cola does? I mean, isn't that what we're doing with veganism? Maybe we could find some. I love, maybe we need a vegan mascot. What's a good vegan mascot? We have the... um the I'm not a nugget. The I'm not. The I'm not a nugget. Nugget. I think that's pretty funny. Captain Planet. Captain Planet a mascot. <laughs> Bloodmouth clown. <laughs> I think that guy was the mascot for many years. Went vegan or at least vegetarian. Oh yes, I've heard that. I've heard that too. That might be just a myth though, right? Bloodmouth clown. Exactly. <laughs> it's a little scary to think about that clown being in charge of our children. Um. A study by the Moving Picture Company, for example, suggested that advertising with characters and mascots on a long-term basis could increase brand profits by more than 34%, compared with just over 26% for brands that don't use a mascot. It makes perfect sense, right? You get locked in on that mascot. I always think about McGruff when I think about cops taking a bite out of crime, right? So, sure, makes sense. Why fast food mascots are so damaging? Mmm, The foods they are promoting were not formulated for nutritional value. What do you know? The Big Mac contains 11 grams of, uns, of of saturated fat. Well, a little every now and then is unlikely to is unlikely to harm you. Eating too much can increase the risk of chronic diseases like heart disease and stroke. Yep, processed meat causes all sorts of horrible things. The Whopper is horrible, but now we have the Impossible Whopper. What do you say? Some chains are starting to embrace plant based options mcdonald's mcplant in the uk but meat is still the majority of menu items quirky creative cheerful image of fast food promoting mascot is jarring in comparison in comparison to the impact of all these burgers and nuggets have on the environment ocean dead zones yeah so it makes perfect sense these are really horrible things um I, I can't believe these old mascots are still haunting us like what the hell but there you go Ronald McDonald if Ronald McDonald increased the profits of that company by 34 percent, would you say that if Ronald McDonald had never existed would our impact on the environment drop by 34 <laughs> percent? would we be would we be 34 percent less close to apocalypse right now the sixth the sixth extinction would we be 34% further away from it if if Ronald McDonald never existed what do you think Ronald McDonald brought us 34 34% closer to imminent doom Captain Planet he's a hero going to take pollution down to zero that's a flashback <laughs> yeah, Captain Zero, he's a hero, takes a pollution down to zero. That's the idea, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. They make it more attractive to kids when they're young, start their addictions early. Those percentages, I think, are so interesting because over time you get really, you really know what those percentages are, and 34% increase, 34% over time versus 26% given the same amount of money for advertisement that mascots will give you 34% we need a mascot y'all i need to name my blue bunny mascot i want to name my blue bunny I, I right now he's just called moon rabbit but maybe we should run a run a what should what should the name of the vegan of course mascot be the blue bunny from the moon he's the moon rabbit well he he, he or she was born on earth but went to the moon on a for a a magical situation but is coming back to liberate all the animals that's the idea what is the moon rabbit's name that's the question what is the moon rabbit's name do you have a name that you'd like suki no usagi if you're japanese hello sky the chat listening while making some potato chocolate pudding Mmm, vegan haunt geez louise i have to get rid of the happy meal too yeah get rid of the happy meal for sure you look a bit different in sunlight, in a good way. Well, thank you, Alpha Sophist. It's, it's harsh right now. It's morning sun, filtering through the trees. But um, yeah, it's a, it's this, it's sunrise in Williamsburg, Virginia. The sun rises over the east over here. Sun rises over the ocean over here. Um. Yeah. So, after we were at William and Mary last night. On the way back, I didn't really want to, because the restaurants here kind of suck. So we went to a supermarket and we bought some food and I just bought apples and oranges so I can eat them in the morning. And, um, yeah, that was it. I didn't really, oh, I bought some, I bought some purple Doritos because I felt like a little junk food because all I ate yesterday was an apple and a banana. So I, I just bought some bread, some basic food. Yeah. It looks really nice here. Yeah. Look, it's look all colonial, right? Colonial Williamsburg is the name of the area. These buildings are rather old. And this, we're staying at a Westgate. So it's like really, um, it's like a, what do you call it? Like a um, a timeshare, it's like a timeshare, right? Yeah. We're still in Williamsburg. We'll be here for a couple of days. And then off we go across the state to Richmond, Virginia. That'll be exciting. And then who knows where we'll stop next, but we'll be all over the place. At the end of the month, I'll be in California and then fly back because we have to go for the, the animal rights panel at SoCal Veg Fest. I'll be there. Thanks to our Patreon subscribers and those who helped us out with the um, GoFundMe. So thank you to everyone who donated to that. I'll be able to go to the uh, animal rights panel. Thank you. Virginia, not Georgia. I'm in Virginia, not Georgia. Georgia's down, down south. It's probably really hot down there. I mean, it's it's humid and muggy here. I can barely breathe. My asthma acting up. It's rough. Let me tell you, it's rough. The word of the day is fallible. Fallible. Oh, I like fallible It's a good word, don't you think? Fallible means you can make mistakes. Capable of making mistakes or being wrong. We can be too hard on ourselves. Sometimes it's and often need gentle reminders that everyone is fallible. Are you fallible? I'm fallible. I certainly am. I like it when I'm fa- when I'm fallible though because like I don't like making mistakes, but when I'm wrong, I like to know about it. I like to keep an open mind and have my mind changed. I don't know how you guys feel about that. AI is fallible. We see biased responses. This is because of how AI models are trained. Yeah, duh, we know that. Okay, oh, my God, a fun Latin expression. Humanum est errare. Humanum est errare. Humanum, humanum est, errare. Amanum est errare. I feel like I should get that tattooed on my fucking forehead. Humanum est errare is a Latin expression that translates to air er is human. Of course, cynics might say that it is also human to deceive. The history of the word fallible simultaneously recognizes both of these character flaws. In modern usage, fallible refers to one's ability to make mistakes, but it descends from the Latin verb falere, hmm, which means to deceive. Ah, ah, false falere, makes sense. Has been used, fallible has been used to describe the potential for error since at least the 15th century. Other descendants of falere in England, all English, all of which Uh, actually predate fallible include fallacy the earliest now obsolete meaning was guile trickery fault false and even fiel oops we mean fail ha 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 that's funny get it because they they made a typo intentionally because they're fallible oh gosh they're so funny over there at the webster i wish i could work at the webster english dictionary i think i'd have a great time yes umanum est I think that I need that right here in my head, right here in my head, next to the, next to the, next to the fuck with me, um, tattoo that I have. Like, I have lots of tattoos on my forehead, clearly, because people just read them and they come up to me and mess with me. But I think that's how it is. Fans don't put the here efficiently here. (laughs) Okay. Um, all AI models are trained by humans. Exactly. And humanum esterare. It's so hot. Are a lot of people doing the abduction VR? Yeah, actually, a lot are. We just talked about it in the beginning of the show. Uh, a lot of people did. Um, the goal is to do 30 a day. And I think for our first day, we got to like 27. So I'm pretty excited about that. It was a little frustrating with the technology, but honestly, that's what that's we're going to get better with that as we go. We got a, a couple months to figure that shit out. So that's it you can't see any of my tattoos thank you well thank you i have lots of invisible tattoos on my forehead that i'm looking at myself right now and i don't see them but it seems like other people can see them thank you for not noticing or at least not acknowledging them we are teaching them to train themselves i know it's scary right who knows what will happen next the shadow knows the shadow knows Um, I just wanted to bring up very quickly that there's – I've always complained that there are no antitrust laws that are being enforced. And, of course, uh, Google's versus the U.S. and the biggest antitrust law in decades, Um, they're in trouble because Google locked in Google as the only available search engine in many devices – and they're saying that was a violation of antitrust laws. So we're gonna find out. Did they crush Mozilla intentionally? Is Google evil? You know, it's in there. It used to be in their in their mission statement: "Do no evil." They took that out for some reason. Why would they do that? I don't know. Seems odd to me. But Google now seems like the first antitrust law in decades. Hopefully, it'll be the first of many because there are far too many to me, as far as I can see. There are far too many mega companies and they'd be broken up. And so we can have healthy competition because it's either capitalism or something else. Are we, are we corporate feudalism? Because I don't want that. So if for better or worse, we've chosen capitalism, which I don't remember taking, I don't remember voting for it, but this is what we got. What are we supposed to do? Just let companies run us. I don't think so. I think we need antitrust laws enforced in America so that we don't go into a, um, a dystopian future where the corporations are running everything. There you go. Thank you. Sky, do you give out a prize to watch? We do it sometimes get people interesting. We give them a holographic sticker that says, I believe in animal rights. I think I showed it on my first show of the day of the, of this trip. And I'm excited that we give that away, but um, we give out we give out the stickers and we give out info. But really, the VR experience is more than just watching a movie. It's it's pretty cool. You sit down in a thing. Someone like operates it. You it's it's very um yeah engaging. Yeah, it's very engaging. I think that you um, that you would agree. Grease guys, supermarket chains are conglomerating here. Not good. I totally agree. Disney. Disney should be gone or should be broken up into a million companies. It's bullshit that they own all. They own Fox now. They own uh what what's next? They're gonna buy all the are they gonna buy all the supermarkets? They control they control how you get it, they control the streaming services. It's really scary. We shouldn't have that. It is a pretty cool sticker. Yeah. Yeah. We give them. We give them a sticker, but, um, yeah, the, the experience is pretty, uh, pretty, we're hoping that people will do it. Also, I don't think we could do, we could have done more yesterday. We might've been able to do a couple more, but like they said that in eight hours, you might be able to get 50, 50 people to do the virtual reality. And I don't think so. I think 30 is about where we would max out because there's. It takes each person between five and six minutes, but also a minute to sit down, a minute to get up, a minute for us to figure out how to get the goggles on your head. You know, it's just like it takes some time. So I don't think we could do more than 30. Maybe when we get really blisteringly quick at it, maybe. But for now, I think that's how we did. Gullway, Mr. Gullway is here. Hello, Paul Campbell, son of Joseph Campbell. I'm glad you're here, Paul. Thank you so much for joining. If you guys haven't liked this video yet, are you even vegan? I mean, I'm not. I got. I'm gonna have to start. Get. I don't know. Are you even? If you haven't liked this video yet, are you even vegan? I want to know. I want to know. So, I want to look at today in history. Today in history. We have just a couple things happening, you know, it's every day. I like that we have some major, some major things happen today in history. Some major things. Um, World's first patent for synthetic rubber granted to German chemist Fritz Hoffmann. Well, isn't that great? Don't forget the Germans invented rubber. Pretty cool, right? I think so. Um, There's, there's a dog. A dog was digging out there and he found the cave of antiquity which is the Lasso France discovering 17,000 year old drawings, the Lascaux cave paintings. If you haven't heard of them, I think Werner Herzog did a video about them called Cave of Dreams. It's in 3D. It's pretty cool. Look at this. This is a famous, this is a famous picture in Little Rock, Little Rock, Arkansas. The Little Rock crisis. I think this is one of the most important things to ever happen in American history. In 1958, Supreme Court orders the all-white Central High School in Little Rock, Arkansas to integrate. What is that? People think things don't change. But where I'm sitting right now, where I am right now, they had to force these people to have Blacks in their schools. And I remember when I first moved to Virginia, I met people who never, they, I I met people who remembered when it was an all-white school and an all-black school. When they were little, they remembered it. It's a living memory. And so when people say, when vegans say like, oh, well, nothing's changing and we can't do anything, it really hurts me because holy shit stuff has changed. This was a major change in this area that I'm in right now. Blacks weren't allowed to go to schools with whites. And now it's different. I, w- I was at William & Mary and I thought about it actually. At William & Mary, it used to be whites only, white men only. And now there are women. There are lots of – it's a diverse campus. I saw lots of different variations on the face, the human face – that are all beautiful. And I remember, you know, that I, I remember learning about William and Mary's an old ass school. It used to be a white men's school. And tell me things don't change, you know. Yesterday I spent eight hours on campus. I'm gonna spend another eight hours on campus today talking to people who maybe a few, you know, not even that long ago wouldn't have been able to go to that school because of the way they were born. So don't tell me shit doesn't change. Things change all the time. They really, really do. Smurfs was invented today. What a smurfy day. Sure is, sure is, we sure got smurfed on that one. Hannah <laughs> Barbera, first broadcast in North America. The Smurfs. You are the smurfiest smurf of smurfdom. Okay, so uh, a lot of birthdays today. No one is vegan, but Irene Joliot Curie. She was uh, Madame Curie's, Marie Curie's daughter and uh jesse owens she jesse owens was of course uh the greatest 45 minutes in the history of sports but i really want to talk about hl Mencken, who was one of the, the sage of baltimore one of the most influential american writers and pro stylists of the first half of the 20th century now the first half of the 20th century lots of shit went down one of the things that went down was that veganism was invented and it's interesting that um you know I, I was reading about I was reading about H.L. Mencken and I found this I found this little uh this little article about him thought it was kind of interesting you know Man and Nature Part Four of Environmental Movement uh, we're talking a little bit about some stuff but it, this isn't necessarily related to H.L. Uh, Mencken but it made me think of H.L. Mencken because when I Googled H.L. Mencken this was on the same page and it says. I'll read it. Um, They are reduced to mere niche markets. Okay, let's look. For it is only when lifestyle attempts to extrapolate a politics from their chosen ethos that they get lost, that they fall prey to a particularly pernicious (laughs) Adelon. That they tend to flaunt their given way of life may be obnoxious, of course, but in the end, it's fairly harmless, really. Far more dangerous, politically speaking, is the delusion that the sum of their individual lifestyle choices will have a significant impact on society. This is all the more true if they believe that they are somehow undermining capitalism through their actions. Some vegan lifestylists, like Will Tuttle—Will Tuttle, of course, wrote the um, Diet for Peace, Diet for World Peace— have even advanced the hilarious notion that veganism is a more revolutionary position than Marxism. I think it is. Quite the opposite is true. If anything, these various lifestyles are so readily integrated into the edifice of capitalist society that they almost immediately lose any revolutionary force they might have had. They are reduced to mere niche markets within the greater totality of capitalism. This is why it should not come as any surprise that one sees the opening of a green McDonald's in Riverside, Los Angeles. Lifestyle politics is remarkably assimilable to capitalism in this sense political veganism freeganism and so on are all worse than ineffectual they appear to constitute a form of resistance to capital, just as they are seamlessly sublated to its all encompassing fold. It was for this reason that Lenin, as well as Marx, argued against the pre- prefigurative utopianism, the idea that one must behave as if he already lived in a perfect society, a Kantian kingdom of ends. Marx is a merciless critic of the utopian socialist of his day. Lenin would later write off the ultra-leftist utopianism or left-wing communism that rounded the revolution as merely infantile disorder. One must accept that social reality that obtains at any given time and not imagine himself to be ethically or superior superior to or more politically informed than the rest of humanity by virtue of some lifestyle change. Such a conceit is all too easily repackaged and thereby absorbed by capitalist society. Um, so This is part of an article about the bourgeoisie wants to redress social grievances. So it's it's in reference to H.L. Mencken's idea of the bourgeoisie, which he thought the middle class were a bunch of morons. The bourgeoisie he called the um, because we're so easily duped by capitalism. And the writer extrapolates those ideas to say that veganism, freeganism and any other lifestyle choice is... Um, becomes a niche market and doesn't help to um, help change anything because we are uh, immediately taken in by capitalism and become part of just a folded in baked cake. And sometimes I agree with that, man, because things like McDonald's bringing in vegan food and all of us going, yay, sometimes makes me sick because I want a world with no McDonald's. Um, I know that I might be in the minority there, but I don't know how we can how we I hate going into a restaurant that serves animals. I do. I know that buying from a supermarket that serves animal that sells animals isn't much better, but I don't know. It, It really bugs me that I that is what I have to do is go and give money to people who are exploiting animals over and over and over again. So where is the revolution? And anyway, reading that, it's got a lot of a lot of alarm bells in my head because I do, I disagree that veganism is one of those um, just ineffectual at best. I think that it is more revolutionary than Marxism itself. But I I think that we always have to be wary about our movement being taken over by the apolitical or the Those who just, I don't know. It's so hard because sometimes I think that all we can do is the best with what we got. And the best we got right now is an oppressive capitalist society. And we just have to do our best inside of that. But I do. But what I'd rather be doing is tearing, rolling out the guillotines and tearing down the ramparts. But here we are. This is what we got. This is what we got. And I'm fallible, so I could be totally wrong. I don't like it either. I don't think these corporations are going to go away. That's exactly how I'm. But it's like, isn't that complacency? Am I guilty then? I mean, could I be doing more? Capitalism will end up uh, animal agriculture. I, maybe, maybe, could be, or the or it will just get so efficient that they're doing lab meat, which is just another form of animal ag. You know what I mean? Capitalism encourages nonstop consumption. Grow or die is their mantra. Exactly. How many times have I been in cl- in um, meetings where they they repeated that mantra? Grow or die. Grow or die. Grow or die. Grow or die doesn't make sense. How about? What happened to be sustainable or die? I like that better. We have to be realtic. Realistic, yeah. We are living in a capitalism world that has very different values. That's how I look at it. I like to think that I'm I'm too real politique, but at the same time, is there something I could be doing more? As soon as it's cheaper to make artificial meat cheaper, than the real one capitalism will kick in. I certainly hope you're right, Alpha Sophist, but that could be just more animal exploitation. Murder King, yeah. I agree. Really going out of my way to only eat in fully vegan places the last few years. The guy's more so doing the right thing for the right reasons. I agree. I agree. RV is beyond fallible. (laughs) Uh, It's easy to fall into a cynical rabbit hole when we look around, but doing the right thing is just that, the right thing. Yeah, I think that it's just good to always be careful about it too. You know what I mean? Always be careful about it. Um, PETA supports lab grown meat there's let me put it this way Um, talking with a lot of people that work at PETA it's controversial in the halls of PETA as well because because it's animal testing right it's still fetal bovine serum It's it's still problematic but if we're working towards abolition is that a step toward it and I just don't know I don't know I'm a, I'm a vegan before I'm vegan first (laughs) and everything else comes after that. And, um, I'm a vegan abolitionist more than anything. So anyway, that was HL, HL um, got me to that rabbit hole H. L. Mencken talks about the Booboisie, the Sage of Baltimore. It's his birthday today. Happy birthday, H. L. Mencken. We have no vegans in the celebrity business, but Paul Walker, I always think of as the quintessential Californian. Paul Walker, God rest his soul, died in a car accident. He was just too fast and too furious, and it was a bummy. It was a bummer. Yeah, living in a carny world, what are you supposed to do, right? Ah, vegan nave is here. Awesome. Welcome. But the thing is we're living in a carny world and no matter how uncomfortable we feel but buying about buying from Carney shops, is the way I know we have to I'm not saying that I'm I'm not I'm not poo-pooing or downing anybody or negging anyone who uh is living in this carny world. Like we were born in a slaughterhouse. We're born in a slaughterhouse and we have to do the best we can with it. But I, I often think about is this movement being is this movement being absorbed by capitalist corporate interests, especially when I think of things like vegan Burger King and vegan options at McDonald's, like those are the enemies. And when the enemies, I don't know, man, let me just say I have a very wary eye on giant, nasty, evil corporations that I've called enemy for my entire life. And it gives me pause when I think, Holy shit. Everyone else seems to be stoked about this vegan Burger King shit. Who died today? <laughs> the only person that really matters to me who died today is Johnny Cash. Hello, I'm Johnny Cash. Of course, Johnny Cash died not too long ago. He died of cancer, I want to say. He died 71 years old. Johnny Cash died. Um, I don't. I know a lot of people say they don't like country music but they still like Johnny Cash. Johnny Cash is one of the most, uh, for me, one of the most inspirational musicians ever. I love his songwriting. I love the way he interpreted other people's songwriting. I love his guitar playing. I am a very big fan of Johnny Cash. I wish he were vegan, but he wasn't. But vegans, I hope you have a better day than Johnny Cash. He died today, but um, he lived rough. He was an outlaw poet. An outlaw country rock and roll singer. So goodbye, Johnny Cash. I hope you vegans have a better day than him. All right. Affirmation time. Can you still see me or am I frozen? It seems like I'm having... uh, All of a sudden, I'm having... All of a sudden, my shit seems to be frozen. I hope I'm not frozen for you. Am I frozen? Is anybody frozen? Yep, says frozen. Great. Well. I'm frozen in time. Well. Skip the affirmation today, then. Well, sorry, guys. Then I have to skip the affirmation. It says that my um, internet... um, Well, I am outside in rural Virginia. And it might be that I'm just frozen now. So I'm sorry about that. But I was just going to do the affirmation and leave anyway. I'm terribly sorry. I can read it to you. Maybe you can hear it. I listen... You can hear me perfectly. Okay, you can hear me? All right, then we're just going to do the affirmation radio style. Why not? It's just going to be just for the podcast listeners. We're doing it. How we go? We can hear you crystal clear. All right, well, that works for me. I'm not sure what the heck is going on, but um, it says connection unstable. If you're on Wi-Fi, try plugging. I can't plug into a router. I'm at a – oh, we're back. Not frozen anymore. Okay, here we go. My secret to happiness is radical acceptance. Ooh, radical acceptance, that's something that I've talked about a lot, especially when it comes to transgendered people. I believe in radical acceptance. I think people should be radically accepted and not be judged on what they do, what they look like, how they well, what they do. If you're a carny, you shouldn't even be here. What are you doing here, Carney? You shouldn't like or subscribe or even be anywhere near my channel. I believe in animal liberation. Animal liberation now, that's what I want. If you're a carny, what the heck are you doing here? I don't want you here. So we only judge people on what they do not how they were born. When I choose to accept myself fully as I am and embrace my life unconditionally exactly the way it is, I feel much happier. There is no need to fight, protest, or push against anything Anything within. I think there's a lot to protest and push against to out externally. I think we have the uh, duty to always be going back, going to uh, fight and push and protest. Now I can just be Radical acceptance helps set me free. All right, well, radically accept yourself, vegans. The audio is solid. Well, I hope that you radically accept the affirmation today. I'm sorry that we got frozen out in the last few minutes, but um, I'll be making lots of videos today, and I will be back tonight at 5 p.m. Jess, at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern. So 8 p.m. for me. We're gonna meet with Jess, who's back from Europe. I can't wait to hear about Jess's European vegan trip, and I hope that we would be all. I hope that we would all be here for that vegan sky, vegan with Sky Radio is awesome. Well, I have a pre, I have a. Um, I can't even. For some reason, it won't even show your comments right now. Video's totally gone. Well, uh, I hope that you guys had a good time, and there is a podcast if you'd like to listen to my my wonderful voice. Oh, there it came up. Thanks, Sky, for taking the time out of your busy day to do these live streams. Thank you, Deb Thompson. I appreciate you. Gary Francione, not accepting trans as dumb as f, uh, dude claims to be against oppression. I completely agree with you, Justin Levans. He has broken my heart. I think uh, Gary Francione, I've looked up to for many for for many years now, and now he's uh, broken my heart. Yep. Most importantly, we can hear you clearly through your image was frozen for a while. Now you're not frozen. All right. Well, good. I don't know. I can't really tell right now if I'm frozen or not. Only radical people have ever changed the world. Something like that. Absolutely. Um, It redounds. It redounds. Redounds? Sounds. Redounds. It redounds to one's integrity, how they treat someone based on physical differences. I totally agree. Francione does accept trans people. He said that just some issues with some he considers the ideology around the activism. Yeah, but I'm for what did he write or say or do? Um, go to abolitionistapproach.com and read his essay. Um, if you really want to have your heart broken, read his tweets. Um, he has kind of doubled down on a lot of things. Lateral Alice, that I just can't, I just can't follow him anymore. It's just, it's rough. It's rough. It's rough. I kind of um, disagreed with him intellectually before, but he keeps on saying shit. Like he said that if if someone identifies as black, are they allowed in blacks only areas or clubs or something? And it's like. Well, I don't know. I don't want to get into it. I don't want to get into it at the end of the stream. Thank you so much. Everything guys. I appreciate you so much for being here and i hope that i can see you in um on the other side of the day the reasonable man adapts himself to the world the unreasonable one persists in trying to adapt the world to himself therefore all progress depends on the unreasonable man oh i like that one baza who wrote that nice yeah all right guys thank you so much don't forget to hit the light the you know the like button and all that cheers it's so hard to not abuse animals Colonies can fuck themselves. Go fuck themselves. This is a shot of our the years. I love to watch the dog. to be non-carborundum don't let the bastards grind you down thanks everybody